Welcome back to the Caps On Podcast. My name is Tyler Blumenstick, joined by Sam Meehan, Anthony Mano, and Nick Tobias. Uh, it's week 11. If you missed it, uh, we covered yesterday's Thursday game in a short 10-minute episode uh, this week. We're going through the rest of week 11. We're going to cover Sunday night, uh, easy money, make the case, and Monday night. Um, I guess we'll kick it off with Sunday night. Uh, we have the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, it's an 8-20 game, line set at Ra- – or- Chiefs minus eight, total set at 56. Um, just a little preface uh, against the spread totals and all that type of stuff. Uh, the, both teams are six and three against the spread. Uh, the Chiefs are three and one on the road, Raiders two and two at home. Um, Chiefs five and three as a favorite, and the Raiders three and three as an underdog or pick. What are you guys' initial thoughts on this? Well, a I'm lot less surprised. The... Sorry. Oh, well, a okay. lot of the right. Raiders. A lot of the Raiders' defense is on the COVID-19 list. And so it looks like they're not going to play, meaning that their defense isn't that good to begin with, but having, you know, half the defense be second-team players, the Chiefs' offense is going to feast. There's going to be a lot of points scored on that side of the, side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, also- especially – go ahead. Go for it. I was going to say, especially if the defense isn't practicing all week, I mean, no practice leading, playing against um, arguably the best team in the NFL, uh, arguably one of the best coaches in the NFL, Andy Reid. I mean, granted, Las Vegas has looked good the past couple weeks. Um, You know, last week the running game looked good with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker, both scoring two touchdowns each. Uh, Derek Carr looks decent this year. He's only thrown two interceptions, which is pretty surprising coming off of the terrible year he had the year before. Um Kansas City in general hasn't really had a rushing game the past two weeks, uh, but that's because Mahomes has thrown for nine touchdowns in two games, which is, I'd say, pretty good. Right. Um, Andy Reid is 18-3 and three coming off of a bye. Last year they beat Las Vegas 40-9 to nine coming off of a bye. I mean, granted, these Las Vegas Raiders are a bit of a different team this year. Um, I think Mano knows what happens when you bet against uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, I did it the first time this matchup. Um as this iron. matchup happened where the where the Raiders uh, pretty much upset them. Well, did upset them, and yeah. uh, that Raiders team and John Gruden took a victory lap around uh, around Arrowhead. Um, there will be no such victory laps in Las <laughs> Vegas uh, going into going into this one. I, I think I, I think the Chiefs are a pissed off that that happened that they lost to the Raiders in the first place. Combined with the fact that the Raiders have like four starters on the COVID list plus. X amount of reserves and that can change at the drop of a hat. Um, I, I just think, I, I think the chiefs are going to run them out of their own building. And every time I've said that it's come back and haunt me, but today I'm going to say it again. <laughs> and I think you're, I actually think you're right this week. I building. think you're right this week. And, and it's, it's, it's going to be a blow. I think it's going to be pretty gross. It's going to be pretty gross. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, they had um, Jonathan Abrams, uh, Cleveland Farrell, on the COVID list, those are literally the two biggest pieces of their defense. I mean, against a healthy Raiders defense, the Chiefs can cover eight points. So, yeah, this is easy for me. I'm going to go Chiefs. Let's got to hope they can kind of stop. Everybody or, get a final score prediction? 48-35. Um, uh, uh, wow. Give me I don't know if the Raiders score that much. That's the thing. Like, I was looking at this over – or the total, rather, and I was mm-hmm. thinking more under. Um, 
I, the only thing that scares me, obviously, is taking an under when you have the Chiefs offense that can put up 50 on a given night. Too, by himself. To, they could literally do it on their own. And I, I feel like if the Raiders' defensive pieces don't end up missing this game, I think the under is a really good thing to look at here because they're not going to be able to stop the Chiefs because nobody does. Um, but they can, they can slow them down a decent bit, I think, because the Raiders play low-scoring games for the most part. And I mean, for what it's worth – um, the Chiefs are expected to get Sammy Watkins back, but I mean, that just adds to the rep- repertoire that Patrick Mahomes has to throw the ball to. Now you have Le'Veon Bell um, to add to the mix. I, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be even close. Uh, if you make me give you a score prediction, I'll give you, I'll give you 40 to 14. I'll, I'll give the Raiders two touchdowns. 40 to 14? I was 40 to 35, 10. I, I liked 35-10. And I, like I think the, the, the Raiders score all 10 points in one quarter. I don't know which quarter, but it'll, it'll all be in one quarter. Fourth quarter. Right. Fourth quarter. <laughs> what is 35 nothing? It doesn't matter when the game's over. <laughs> all right. So we're all on, uh, we're all on Chiefs we're all minus, Chiefs uh, minus eight. Minus, oh, this is good. Eight. That's I have good. eight. So. Eight? I mean, whatever it is. No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't look at the line. We're predicting 40 to 10, whatever, 35, 10, 40 to 14. Like, 35. It can 48, be, 35. The line could be whatever the heck you want. My... Sam, All put right. your house on it, man. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> Over 70 points. <laughs> All right, I'll do let's it. move on to easy money. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of people. I feel like since like week four this is probably one of the biggest covid list weeks so far um mm-hmm. so games are I, I mean in jeopardy but i think they're gonna all get played i don't think there's any cancellations they're never gonna kick off easy another football game they're not gonna cancel another football game i hope not because that would just set this whole thing back yeah let Anybody the birthday boy go first let the birthday yeah. boy go first all right, so that's you, Sammy. Yeah, everybody wish Sammy a, a belated happy birthday because it's his birthday was yeah yesterday based well, on uh, oh yeah date. <laughs> we are recording on my birthday, but yes, I'm going with what the line is at currently, and that is the Miami Dolphins minus three or three and a half, whatever, um, against the Denver Broncos at mile high. Um, Drew Lock is questionable at best, and even if he is playing, he'll be you know. Not 100%, and it's also even at 100%. I'm not worried about him against Dolphins defense anyway. He looked bad um, last week, too. He looked, yeah, he he looked, looked hurt. He looked hurt last week, and so I he don't – He threw four interceptions last week. Four. Yeah. And the Dolphins are – they're good at defense. If, you ha- if you've been watching NFL, you, you can see that they are a good <laughs> defensive team. <laughs> and I don't see Denver being able to score very much against them. And I think three points is easy. Um, you know – Lock it in. If, if you still have it, take the Dolphins. Even if it moves to, say, five or six, um, if Lock is announced out, I would still take that as well. So anywhere, Miami up to six if if Lock is out, I, I would take. I love it, man. I mean, we've been on the Dolphins all year, and I wonder how many units we'd be up. Uh, <laughs> because this is a pro-Dolphins I think, I think, podcast. I think we've talked about the Dolphins almost every week this year. <laughs> um it's and easy if they money brought this, to you by the Miami Dolphins. If if they win this football game, they will they're they're going to be tied in the AFC East with the Bills. So that's a huge that's motivator, seven. I think, for this Miami Dolphins oh, wow. team, um, which now, which is you, pretty if, crazy. If, 
if you don't if you don't mind me cutting here, sorry. Would do you would you put money on them to win the division? Yes. Yeah. I considered yeah. it like yeah. two weeks ago when they were in a worse spot than they are now. I'll see what the what I got. What mods can you get is, now? I'm looking I right now. Just keep talking. It's more of a consistent folk team. I see the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills have been a roller coaster all year. The Miami Dolphins have not. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the Dolphins are on a fight win streak. They're going for six right now. I, I just have more confidence in what the Dolphins can do on both sides of the football than the the Buffalo Bills. And I, you could probably get the, you could probably get the Miami Dolphins to win the division at like plus five hundred at least it's right plus now. 300. Um, plus three, plus three hundred. Plus three, plus three hundred. Three hundred. What yeah, about just to make the playoffs? Probably like plus one twenty. Um, that sounds about right. I just, I just put in a, a wager for uh, Dolphins win the division. <laughs> probably something along those lines, right? I'm not concerned that they're gonna miss the playoffs, especially because like half the league fucking makes the playoffs this year, um, and right. maybe in in years remaining. But um, it's a yes. I'd be a little shaky. Minus one forty eight. Ooh, yep. that's close. Um, I'd be a little, I'd be a little shaky uh, on win the division. I think the Bills are, the Bills are good, um, and I think the they they have to play the Patriots one more time. And it, it, sometimes you could just get lulled to sleep against the Patriots. I, I I I worry that this Dolphins team might get lulled to sleep one day, and you're gonna miss the division win by like by by one. Well, uh, I'm like looking that. right but, now. Su- Sunday, um, January third. Week seventeen, Miami at Buffalo. So you think so? If it comes down to that, right? Oh my! Oh, so it could come down to that. It, it very, very well, well could come down to that. Um, and I'm gonna take Miami. Yeah, Mar- lock it in now. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I just wanted to have that little that that little sidebar, uh, Sam. If you're if you have anything to wrap up on the uh, on the Dolphins. Dolphins. Minus three, minus four, minus five, twin division, plus 300. Um, <laughs> to win the Super Bowl? To win the Super Bowl, to win the AFC. Is it in the Hard Rock? Where's the Super Bowl this year? Uh, it's, in ta- it's in Tampa. It's in Tampa. Oh. That's lame. Well, all right. All right. That, that well, is my easy money. <laughs> Anybody ready? Or do you want me to jump in? Go ahead, Go ahead Stike. Stick. Okay. I am going to, and this might turn some heads. I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers minus nine and a half against the Jets. Yeah, I know. I, I don't blame the faces one bit, to be honest. Oh, um, it's like it's you're braver I than I. I was thinking about it, but I so scared. all right, let me break this down for you. So you have the two and seven Chargers hosting the zero and nine Jets. The Jets are two and seven against the spread. Um, they've covered two out of their last three. The only one within those three that they didn't cover were against the Chiefs when they lost 35-9. to nine. Nick's still making faces over there, but <laughs> I've made the same face. I haven't been making many We've faces. We've said it a million one. times. I've said it when they were one and four or whatever the heck it was, two and five, two and six, two and seven. The Chargers are the best, whatever their record is, in football, and it's That's not a good record. I don't think they've lost a. I don't think they've lost a game by more than seven points this year. Yeah, I was actually. They are one of three teams night. that have yet to lose by more more than a touchdown. One of three. They lost by eight week one to the Dolphins, and then after that, that was I think that was the worst loss. Tampa mm-hmm. by seven, and then Carolina by five. Everything else is within one to three points. All right, so I guess my case for this is. They're, they're bound to blow a team out. They're good enough. They're talented enough. Josh, or, um, Justin Herbert is literally like QB seven or eight fantasy-wise. He's having a great rookie season. Not that fantasy points win you money in terms of betting against the spread. They have a good receiver core. Hunter Henry is finally start, like, starting to get into the mix. He's starting to play more. Um, 
Kalen Balaj is actually filling in really nicely because Kelly and um, I forgot Justin Jackson, Justin Jackson are not getting the job done, but Balaj looks pretty good. And the Jets are starting Joe Flacco, and they're the Jets. So I just think this is a very winnable game at home for the Chargers. The Jets have to travel cross-country, although it is a 4 o'clock game. Not that that makes much of a difference. But, yeah, I just think they're going to be able to get this done. I don't see them having much issue with the Jets. The Do you fact mind that if it's I... 10 points concerns me. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of points. Herbert's haircut concerns me. <laughs> Does it's it? taking some are weight off, though. Of the... He might be a little quicker in that. Listen. I agree that the Chargers are due for a W, but for a blowout, I don't know. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be a blowout to be a 10-point win. Dude, you can't deny that Joe Flacco looked pretty decent in, in their last game, too. Um, and he's getting all of his, his weapons back on offense. He's got Prashad Perriman, he's got Jamison Crowder, and he's got Denzel Mims. Um, granted, I mean, there's no Darnold. Uh, Flacco's a seasoned veteran, and, and, and he knows how to get the job done, and the Chargers just scare me because every time I see them play, I just feel like they, they're they they just blow up at the end. Um, I'm with ten, you. Ten points is a lot for me, and I think this is a game where the Jets cover that they don't win. Um, but I, 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 I feel like every bad team has that game where they just handle the team that they're playing. I mean. The Chargers did it against a bad team in Jacksonville. They won 39 to 29, so they would have covered a nine and a half point spread. I think the Jets are worse than Jacksonville. I mean, uh, look, I don't know. I mean, they're both bad. They're both bad. It's they're tricky. Bad. I just think that at home okay. against a All bad right. Denver team, I don't think Adam Gase is getting this team up as an 0 9 squad across the country against the Chargers. I, I don't. In LA. Yeah. Granted, I, I, it's. COVID, I so I don't know how much you could do in LA, but LA, none the, those guys will find something to do. Yeah, um, Who's it's up? a lot of points. It is a lot of points. It's a lot of points. I'm jumping. I'm jumping for it. I think. Uh, I think my easy money this week is the the team that the Jets played last week. I think it's it, it's going to be New England over the Houston gonna, okay. Texans. I was going to be mine. Um, I'm sorry. No, we can, okay. can we can jump both in go here. in. We can both go in. I'll okay. get right. but We can both go in. Um, I think that Cam Newton has been the most inconsistent quarterback in the league. And when you say that somebody's inconsistent, they have to show at some point that they were at least decent to be, you know, bad again. And he's coming back up, right? It's like a, it's like an EKG, like a heart, uh, like a heart chart where he's, you know, going up and down and up and down. Right. This is, this is Cam Newton's week to really show that he's kind of, the same quarterback that he's been in the past, right? This Texans defense isn't very good. No. They opened at minus three. I don't think Texans should be laying points against anybody. Uh, the Jets, the, the, the Jaguars included. Um, and they're going to try to, I, I mean, the, the Patriots are just a better team, right? Better coached. Romeo Cornell doesn't do it for me. Bill Belichick does. I, I think this is an easy minus one and a half here for uh, for the Patriots. So I'll, I'm going to backpack off of Mano here. Um, New England minus one and a half, I think, is one of the easiest games to pick on this slate. Uh, you talk about how bad the Jacks. Uh, I'm sorry, how bad the Houston Texans defense is. Um, they've given up 200 plus yards in uh, three times this year on the ground. Um, the Houston Texans have only won two games and their two victories have come against both of them have come against the Jacksonville Jaguars um, against every other team. They played the Roman seven. Um, 
Damian Harris has 294 uh, rushing yards in the past three games. Uh, Cam and Newton the Texans hasn't thrown, can't stop the run. Te- Texans can't stop the run. Uh, Cam hasn't thrown an interception in three straight games. Uh, so he's, he's getting his confidence back. And coming off of a, a big, 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 big primetime victory against Baltimore last week um, has this New England team riding high. And I, I think this game plays right into what the, the New England Patriots want to do, and that's run the ball, um, pound the clock, do whatever they want to do on both sides of the field. Uh, I just can't really see Houston keeping up, especially on the defensive side. Uh, the better the better coach wins the football game here. The better team wins the football game here. Um, I mean, New England minus minus one and a half here. I think is that your pick? Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'll pick another one that I think is easy because I, I like this one too. Well, let Sammy um, go first, and then no, Sam already went. Go, 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 go for it. My bad. Um, all right, so I, I'm gonna pick my my quick uh, uh, easy money for the week. This week is gonna be Cleveland minus three at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and my whole thing is the two-headed monster that Cleveland has in the backfield with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb ran for 126 yards last week on 19 attempts, uh, scored one touchdown, <laughs> should have had two if he, if he ran that one at the, at the last second. Bullshit. Um, the Philadelphia, he should have ran it in. I mean, for, you, for people who have him on mi- fantasy. I had minus four, and it was really rude of him to not score a touchdown. Yeah. Before you before you keep going, <laughs> I had Browns minus three and a half, which tanked because Nick Chubb didn't want to run in the end zone. I also had the Cardinals minus two and a half, which also I, tanked because they decided to go for half. two and Kyler Murray decided to take a knee and not go for two, which in hindsight really wouldn't make a difference if they kicked the field goal, if they went for two, because they were winning that game anyways. It was just... Bad, bad beat week. Sorry, Nick. Proceed. That's okay. So my whole <laughs> argument is, is, my whole argument here is is going to be the Cleveland Browns running offense against the Philadelphia Eagles rushing defense. They're, the Eagles rushing defense is ranked 26th in the NFL, giving up the third most touchdowns in the league with 14. Carson Wentz has just as many touchdowns as he does interceptions, and that's 12. Um, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, the Eagles have only had a hundred-yard rusher and a hundred. They've only had a hundred-yard rusher once this year and a hundred-yard receiver once this year. Um, they're three and ten against the spread in their last ten following a loss. It's. I just think this is another game where Cleveland um, pounds the ball down down the Eagles' throat, and it's not too close. The weather is supposed to be bad to another rain, uh, windy, cold day in Cleveland, which plays again to more what Cleveland's used to with running the ball down their throat with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Yeah, I was, I was going to make that for my make the case. I probably should have oh, made it my easy stick. money and flip-flopped them, but we'll take that. It's fine. It works. Sorry, Stick. If someone's making the pick, the whole squad's ben- benefiting with the record, so mm. we like that. All right. Um, let's move on to make the case. I'll kick it off with the Tennessee Titans plus five against yes. the Ravens. I like that one. Go ahead. Let's so, go. all right. Let me just touch on the total here real quick before I dive into my side. It's 49 and a half. I'm thinking under on this because both teams are run happy teams. The clock mm-hmm. is going to be ticking and ticking and ticking and ticking the whole entire way. Uh, Baltimore has a pretty def- decent defense. They're probably going to be without Calais Campbell. Um, so in terms of stopping the beast that is Derrick Henry, they're going to have a little bit more trouble. Um, but yeah, I mean, that really is the factor. I mean, I feel like these two teams are pretty even and it's really hard to kind of see which one is better than the other just based on the eye test. Um, 
I'd give the Ravens the edge just because of their defense. I think it's a little better than the Titans and their offenses. Both have the, the ability to put up points. And they both quarterbacks aren't trusted with their arms, but for different reasons, I think. Um, Tannehill more so than Jackson, but Jackson can make plays otherwise. Um, I just think this is going to be a really close game. I don't really have much else behind it other than that. Five points is good enough for me on a Titans team that's on the road. I mean, the Ravens definitely underperformed last week against New England. But, yeah, look, I, I just think this is a game the Titans are going to keep within five points. It's, I, it's come I, down, too, so they're taking money. Like, the line started at Baltimore, like, minus six and a half or seven. Um, and they're taking money, so they're, they're – I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with, with the pick here because um, – I feel like every week I keep saying to myself, this is going to be Lamar Jackson's week. He's finally going to come out and, you know, do something special. And it just isn't happening. And, you know, granted last week in New England, it was pouring and it was real bad weather, but they only scored 17, um, which is, is not, it's hard to see this, this Baltimore offense doing anything productive. Uh, Lamar Jackson clearly isn't happy with the play calling um, with whatever's going on on the offensive side of the football. Um, it, it, and you talk about the way they're going to control this, this football game. And, and I think it's going to be run happy on both sides and each team is going to take away the clock. And I have six, I have, I have a Tennessee plus six on FanDuel. Um, I'm going to take that plus six. Um, I already have both teams are coming off of losses. I mean, Tennessee's lost three of the last four and Baltimore's lost two of the last three. Um, so a lot of losses in both ways, but uh, I, I like the Tennessee side of the football on the, on this game too. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's a pretty solid pick. Who's up? Tammy? I'll go. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. Birthday, birthday picks, pick number two. two. Ooh, I'm going to go again. with <laughs> the <laughs> Dolphins Super Bowl. Um, I'm going to go with the New Orleans. <laughs> Give me New Orleans minus four and a half. I like wow. it. I personally like it. Because of James I Winston. N- be, it's all because of Jameis Winston. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because um, the Saints defense is off two very good weeks. They, you know, beat up on what was San Fran last week. And then two weeks ago, we all know what happened on Sunday Night Football when they held the very good Tampa defense at three points. They're riding high. They're feeling good. And I don't think uh, Sean Payton and, the, and New Orleans are going to have Jameis do too much. Like, they're not going to have him throw the ball 55 times like he would in Tampa. But – he does still have extraordinary arm talent. I still very much believe in Jameis Winston as a good starting quarterback. And I think this is kind of an, an audition, if you will, like whether it's for the new Orleans starting job, once breeze retires or to get a nicer deal somewhere else. I think he's a very capable starting quarterback. And I think he shows that this week against a very weak Atlanta defense. And I think four or five points, whatever you're getting is easy. Atlanta's improved for what it's worth. They have. Yeah, they um, have. Yes. Under Listen, Raheem Morris. So, so, so since firing Dan Quinn, they're three and one, and their defense hasn't given up more than 23 points. 27 against Denver last week. 27 points. Not good. Points. Not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, Alvin Kamara missed practice today with a foot injury. Uh, so I don't know how concerning that is. And by today, I mean Friday or Thursday, 11 19. Um, I think it's, I think Sean Payton's going to be giving Jameis Winston strict instructions. He's going to either tell him the jam a slot, uh, jam a slot pass to Michael Thomas, dunk the ball to Alvin Kamara or get benched. 
Um, well, I I think they're going to be able to open up the playbook a little bit by. I think it's the opposite. They're yeah. going to take more deep shots. They're going to have more like. They're going to be like, hey, Jameis, your arm is a lot stronger than Drew Brees right now, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to use that to their advantage. And at the end of the day, he's the backup quarterback, right? So like, yeah, if it's third and nine and they're on like the fifty. Right, take a shot long that you can't do with with Drew Brees. Open up the playbook. If it gets picked off, it gets picked off. It's the same as a punt. It's just like, on third hey, down. Michael Thomas is down there somewhere. Yeah, Let's throw it up. Exactly, Let him go up exactly. for it. There's there's too much skill on this New Orleans team to to be laying only five points against yeah. uh, against the Falcons. Um, but I will give credit where credit is due. The Falcons have improved. I just don't mm-hmm. think this is their spot. Um. God, I'm excited to see Jameis Winston. I'm so I'm He's so fun. excited. He's fun. I think he gets way too much hate for what he is. Electrifying football. Oh no, he gets the right amount. Of, he gets the right amount of hate. Um, he <laughs> absolutely does. He's terrible. He can't. No, he, he's not terrible. Can, by any means. I wouldn't say he's terrible. If you throw forty touchdowns and thirty interceptions, like what does that do for me? You know what Nothing. I mean? If you're Nothing. if, if you're still win. if you're still six and ten, seven and nine, like that doesn't do anything for me. You can't even sell. Be good or be terrible. Don't be in between. Not even like he's not going to sell tickets because nobody's going to the game. So what's the point? Yeah. Can I bet I on him know. to throw an interception? I definitely can. Right. You hundred percent can. I think he's plus like nine hundred to throw a pick six. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Which I kind of like, but you know, if, first if pick, first play of the game is going to be a pick six. If 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 that holds up, right, and they're baiting him to throw like a dunk to Kamara, right, and they're just waiting it, and um, <laughs> it's like the little, it's like the route in Madden that always gets picked off when you go oh, like, yeah. out to the sideline, and then the, the corner is like twenty yards back, but you like lob pass it, and he comes in and takes it for six every single time. It's gonna be one of those. He's gonna get baited into throwing like a little <laughs> something towards the sideline that's gonna get taken back for six. Um, I think, I, but I am excited to see Jameis Winston, mm-hmm. um, and I'm with you with with the make the case there. Uh, does somebody want to go, or should I just keep talking? Go because I want to talk about two of them. <laughs> of course, I want to talk about two of them. All right, well, hit me one, and then I'll go, and then you'll okay. hit me with the last All right. one. All right. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Indianapolis minus one at home against Green Bay. Um, it's time to admit that the Indianapolis Colts are good. Um, they are six and two in their last eight. Their only two losses have come against Cleveland and Baltimore. Um, and those two teams have defenses that are able to penetrate their offensive line and get constant pressure on rivers. Um, the Packers don't have that kind of, uh, that defensive pass rush to get to, to, to fill rivers and not across the entire line. Okay. But when you're rushing four and only one, one, <laughs> no, four, it's not going to do much. Um, Last year, when Granted Rivers was on a different team, but last year when uh, Phil Rivers faced this Mike Pettin defense, he threw for 295 yards um, on 25 attempts and two touchdowns. Um, so he clearly knows what he's getting himself into. Green Bay, on the other hand, they're seven and f- they're seven and two, and their last four wins have come against uh, not good football teams: the Atlanta Falcons, the Houston Texans, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the only time in their past, in their last six games when they played a decently tough team was Tampa Bay and Minnesota, and they've gotten beat. They got beat pretty badly by both teams. Um, Devontae Adams didn't practice today. Uh, he's got an ankle injury. It forced him out of the game last week, so Rodgers is possibly missing his top option. Um, 
they are getting Alan Lazard back, but what does that really mean if you're not going to have Devontae Adams? Um, and defensively, for the Packers, the run defense is their weakness. And if there's one thing that Indianapolis does is they have three pretty decent running backs with Naeem Hines, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and Jordan Wilkins. I, I just really think Indianapolis's defense is – obviously, it's, it's the better of the two defenses. They're going to give Aaron Rodgers hell – um, and I think Phil Rivers does, does enough to uh, win the football game in general. So I'm going to ride with Indy minus one and a half. Yeah. I mean, no argument for me there, honestly, like it's what Indy, I mean, you touched on it, but Indy stopping the run is the one key in this game, because that's what green Bay leans on to give Aaron Rodgers the ability to do what he wants to do through the air. Um, and if, like you said, Devonte Adams is out, I mean, he, he still gets it done with guys like Alan Lazard and um, Marquez, Val, or, yeah, Marquez, Val, yeah, Marquez Valdez Scantling um, and even mixes his tight ends in. But See, my thing with Marquez Valdez Scantling is he'll get two receptions for 150 yards and one mm-hmm. touchdown. So as long as you don't let him take the top off, he's not going to be a, a threat. And the Indianapolis Colts defense head to toe is arguably the best defense in the league. They don't have any really, really have any weaknesses. Their front four is strong. They have Darius Leonard in the middle of the field, who's a great uh, middle linebacker. Their safeties and their secondaries uh, are good, and, and I just think they know uh, what they're going to do, and everything's planned out, and Colts are good. Yeah, I think this is going to be the game that one... Go ahead, again? finish your thought. Finish I think this is going to be the game that one of these Colts running backs really steps it up and cements themselves as, like, the workhorse. I mean, obviously, the future is probably... Jonathan Taylor, most likely. I mean, they picked him pretty high in the draft for him not to be the guy. I mean, we saw Naeem Hines go off, what, last week or two weeks ago. Last um, week. Kind of took control as the workhorse. But the Packers are really vulnerable in terms of stopping the run, and this might be the, the week. The Packers get can't tackle. I don't know if anybody's really watched them play, but they can't <laughs> tackle. Uh, I truly it's, think it's – and call me crazy here, but it's – I think it's the loss of Blake Martinez, and we're benefiting from that as Giants fans. Yeah. Being serious. Yeah, we'll, Giants yeah, aren't really. playing this week, but we're wrapping it back around. We're wrapping it full circle. <laughs> it isn't, right, it isn't go the ahead, sports podcast without the Giants. Um, and the Dolphins. Nobody and the Dolphins. So. Yeah. You know, no one's betting against the Chiefs yet. I'm going to take, uh, take Joey Covers and uh, the Cincinnati Bengals against, uh, against Washington. Ooh, um, he struggled last week against probably the best, second best defense in the league in Pittsburgh. Uh, and Washington's defense isn't an easy uh, an easy opponent either, but they're easier than the than the Steelers. Um, this is Cincinnati plus one, and I'm not like comfortable with it. But this is make the case, so I will. Um, <laughs> they're good. They're they're a legitimate offense. They have. I mean, Joe Burrow is proving that he a belongs in this league and can get the ball to any one of T. Higgins, A.J. Green, or Tyler Boyd. Right. I don't know if Joe Mixon's going to play, but that doesn't seem to matter because every time Gio Bernard starts, Gio Bernard goes for like 25 carries for 122 yards, and Always, he's dude. got a Always. sick mustache. He's got a sick mustache. Um, it's thick, that. and that's really yeah. his best. That's that's his best characteristic. His mustache and Gio Bernard. <laughs> has been around for like 27 years um in this league which is impressive <laughs> right up there with frank gore <laughs> all right um, all right um joe burrow can take hits he can get the ball out and their coach zach taylor is scheming up situations where he can throw the ball and not get hit so i think eventually 
it's going to, it's going to come full circle for them, and they're going to be a legitimate team. I'm picking them this week to beat the the Redskins. Oh Jesus, the um the football team. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. You're banned. It's completely banned. accidental. That's completely <laughs> accidental. Get them out of here. Uh, from the top, I'm picking them this week to be, I'm picking them this week to beat the Washington football team. Uh, I feel like I have to say it in like a generic accent, like a Siri accent. The Washington football team. Yeah. Um, they're just a disclaimer. T. Higgins had a practice issue today. I think he's just sick. He was out with an coronavirus. That's not an issue. Yeah. Ah, I ain't gonna need. He'll be good. Need the sniffles. The sniffles. It's the right, T. Higgins flu game. Is does, what we does, call it, it. does it kind of concern, <laughs> man, or does it kind of concern you that last week Alex Smith threw for 390 as a starter and the week before he threw for 325 coming off of the bench? Nope. Okay. I got to give the Washington I think I was going to say, I got to give the Washington football team credit. I mean, they quietly have a top <laughs> wide receiver running back duo with Terry McLaurin and, and Antonio Gibson. A what? Um, a what? Say it again. They, they got a what like a duo? top duo. A, a what? A top duo. Yeah, a top wide receiver running back When duo. you say top wide receiver running back duo, you're talking Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Not, okay, okay. not the garbage you just spewed. All right, they're quiet. Forget about it. Forget about they're it. They're solid. Right, well, solid like, is a top 10 solid. Wide Solid's a good word, but when you right, say top. Solid, sorry. All right, since, since I'm spewing garbage here, my second make the case today. Um, second one, that's right. Is going to be Jacksonville Jaguars plus 10. At home, oh. the Pittsburgh. <laughs> so we we we're, we went undefeated the whole podcast until you dropped that one in there. Now you piece of garbage! I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do a lot. I hate this. I talk smack about. I talk smack about the Jaguars two weeks in a row, and two weeks in the a row they made me eat crow. Um, this week they don't win the football game, but they cover. And my whole thing here is I think Pittsburgh um, is going to play down to the competition. And if you want evidence, see what happens in week nine when they play the Dallas Cowboys and Ben DiNucci was the See what happens yeah, in week played 10 Cincinnati against last week. Cincy. Okay, they did play Cincy last week. Yeah, they won by they, 26. They alternate weeks. Next week, Cincy's a better team than Jacksonville. Next week, the Pittsburgh Steelers are playing the Baltimore Ravens, which is a big game for them. Okay. I think they could be on a short week too. Honestly, <laughs> I could see them saying, "Okay, this is just the Jaguars. We'll we, we'll, been the, we'll beat this team, but we got to worry about next week. Not this week. We got to worry about next week. Let's catch this W." Um, ever since the Steelers' defense lost Devin Bush on the defensive side, they've been giving up 5.1 yards per carry on the ground. Um, on the road against lesser opponents, Mike Tomlin and Big Ben tend to get big wins, but they don't get blowout wins. Um, and again. See Dallas in week nine, where they were favored by like 13 points, and they only won by like seven, if anything. Um, Jake, Lut- Jake Lutton, Luton, whatever his last name is, he's going to get smacked around, and I'm not going to deny that. Um, but why does he care? This is a tryout for him. This is for him to make he's the team next right. year. So he's gonna, he's look, He looked good the past couple weeks, and they yeah. almost beat the Green Bay. They almost beat the Green Bay Packers last week. They almost beat – granted, these are two different defenses. Um but I'm going to hate it, and I hate it already. Jacksonville Jaguars plus 10. All right. Why we make the case? Monday night, we have the Los Angeles Rams visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are four-point favorites, total set at 48.5, and, and this game is going to drive me nuts because I both of these teams – I don't know who either of these teams are. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. 
The Rams are well, let like. Me tell you who the. Let me tell you who the Rams are. All right. The Rams are going to be. They're from Los winner. Angeles, and a ram is like a a billy goat with horns. Okay. Thanks, Nick. A buccaneer is a pirate. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent who wins analysis. in a fight, a pirate or a uh, or a ram? <laughs> Does I'm the pirate have a peg leg? Any any weaponry for the pirate? Does it matter? Yes. If the pirate has a peg leg and a hook, then the Rams gonna win. What about an eye patch? Well, then he can't see if he's coming from the right hand side. He's got a blind. Oh, he's on the guy. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Automatic okay. on the right side. All right. Needs a good All right. right tackle. <laughs> Anyways, I think the Ram- I think the Rams are the best team in the division. Uh, featuring, yeah. Featuring a, a division with the Seahawks and the uh, and the Cardinals, the Cardinals? I, I think the Rams. I think the Rams are the best. Um, mm. I mean, they're they're all six and two at this point, right? Six. I and think three. so. Six and three. They're all they're all within a game of each other. But when I look at this, when I look at this um, uh, this Rams team, they don't have any glaring holes. They they have a. a, a Really great pass rush. They have an offensive genius who gets the most out of a quarterback that isn't the best, but is solid in Jared Goff. Um, they have one of the better corners in the league in, in Jalen Ramsey. He can cover a number one corner and the rest of their secondary is in slouches and their linebackers aren't slouches. Um, and they have arguably said, the best taking... defensive player in the league with Aaron Donald. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, they have a three-headed monster running back. They have very capable wide receivers with varying skill sets. They, to me, they're just one of the, the best, the most well-rounded team in the division. Um, that said, I'm taking the Buccaneers minus four and a half. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> all the way, really all the way in. That was really a good one. all the way in. Wow, um, have you been, like, doing your homework on, on I don't know, something? like? No. So, no. yeah. Well, yes, but no. Um, the Rams are... I think the most well-rounded team in the division. It not the whole NFL. But that defense is looking. You know, last week against they hold Seattle to 16 points. I mean, they they came off a you know a loss against Miami, but that, that wasn't really the defense. You know, getting lit up. It was the, their offense getting lit the, up. Their offense allowing two touchdowns. <laughs> but yeah, I think this Rams defense is a, is a, is going to be a problem for Tampa, and that's why I'm going. Los Angeles plus four. I'm going to go with Tampa minus four here, but it's not with confidence because you look at a Rams team who has a loss against picks. Miami. The picks, that, the picks that you have no confidence in, those are the best ones. I, okay. I know, look, the best. you're not wrong. You're really not wrong. <laughs> like the Jaguars. Yeah, the Jaguars. <laughs> the Rams – all right, so they have the loss against Miami. They have a loss against San Fran by 8 and 11 points, and then they have a loss against Buffalo by 3 points. And our whole thing in the beginning, and I remember us saying it, when the Ram- it was like week 5 or 6, we're like, oh, look, look at the teams the Rams beat, and it was the NFC East. Now they have a win against Seattle. They have a win against Chicago. I mean, not that that's a dominant win, anything. A dominant win against Chicago, but they, they yeah, controlled that game. that game. And like, then, it was never close. I guess the point I'm trying to make here is you look at the other side of the coin and Tampa, there was a, maybe two or three weeks where they kind of threw us some question marks. They're like, all right, is this team really for real? Is Tom Brady still, does he have it still? Like what's what's going on? And the, I guess you take out these couple of games, which is the big loss to New Orleans on Sunday night or Monday night, a two-point squeak win by the Giants, a one-point loss to Chicago, and the opening week lost to New Orleans. Aside from that, they have handled every team they've played. They beat Carolina. They doubled them up, 46-23. Mm-hmm. 
Right. They got that squeak win against the Giants. They beat the Vegas Raiders by 25. They beat Green Bay by 28. They beat the Chargers by seven. They beat Denver by 18, and they beat Carolina by two touchdowns. Like these are some big wins here. And and okay, so I just five, think five, listen, five listen, better than any of those teams. Five of those seven wins that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have have come against teams with records worse than three and six. No, I, I I see you there, but they handle their business. Like it's hard yeah, to win bad, NFL with football bad football game. teams. They handle their business with. I bad mean, it's football it's what teams. you're supposed to do, though. You know, it's not like, I mean, you can't expect them to win by 45 every week against. Yeah, so for them to be a good team, team how they're how still much professionals. Like they're covering most of these games, but I think the Rams just so much better than any of those teams you mentioned, including the Packers. I'm I'm with you there. It, so the only thing here for me is. Andrew Whitworth is out, left tackle for the Rams. Mm-hmm. That Rams D, I mean, that, that Tampa Bay D line is pushing you back every single play. It's and supposed to. It's, it's supposed to, and I just think <laughs> Jared Goff is going to make some key mistakes under pressure, and this game's going to go a lot more it's similar to the, uh, to the Miami game for the Rams. Ooh, all right. All right, well, we're going to have a split right down the middle because I'm taking the Rams plus four yes. here. Uh, I really didn't want to be alone there. The Rams, like Mano stated when he in, in his early soliloquy, um, the Rams. <laughs> I think it was a soliloquy. <laughs> is, that what, is that what the word is? I'm just throw, so. I'm just throwing out SAT words that I don't know anything about. Um, the Rams, their Rams defense has quietly been near an elite level this year. They have given up fewer than 20 points in six of nine games. Um, like Sam said. They held Russell Wilson in Seattle to 16 points. Um, on the flip side, Stick, you already highlighted Tampa Bay. Uh, their three big losses, and all three of those losses came in prime time. The squeaking by uh, the Giants, and all because of a failed two-point conversion, uh, getting blown out by the Saints, and, and even losing by one to the Chicago Bears was all in prime time when Tom Brady is supposed to shine the brightest. Um, I, I just think this is a game of strategy, and McVay knows what he's doing. And I, I do think it's going to be a high-flying uh, high game, 48-and-a-half. I think there's going to be a little bit more points scored than, than people think. Um, but the Rams' defense, I think, is, is better this year than the Tampa Bay defense. Tampa Bay's secondary is full of young guys, and uh, the, the Rams' offense is full of speedsters that are going to be able to take the top off. Um, you know, you have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds, even Van Jefferson that hasn't really featured – hasn't been featured too much in this offense. And talk about tight ends with, with Tyler Higbee, uh, Gerald Everett, the three-headed monster in the back with Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, Daryl Hudson Jr. Um, Derek Goff does fold under pressure, but maybe he gets the job done. Four points I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. I just want to put a disclaimer out there. Every time Mano and I are together, it seems like Nick and Sam take the cake. So, full disclaimer, <laughs> take it as there you will. That's why, there's, that's why there's four people. That's why there's four people. Yeah, look, I mean, if two, two, two alphas. To the listeners, if you tail us, if you fade us, it doesn't matter. We're giving you our picks. Our money's on the line for our picks. Your money's on the it line for your matter. picks. Take what we say. Take what you say. Your own research. Put it together. Um, and then come up with your own pick. You don't have to tail us, fade us. Right. Can we do? Can we do one quick one? Because we actually talked about every single game except one. And I figured we could always do a quick pick on the one game that we didn't talk about. Fine, go for it. Okay, it's Detroit at Carolina. Carolina minus one and a half. Teddy Who Bridgewater is supposed cares? to be out. He's supposed to play or out? <laughs> He's supposed to be out. No, no Teddy Bridgewater. No Christian McCaffrey. I'm going Detroit plus one and a half. I'm uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'd lean there at this point. I'm with you. I don't think I'd touch it just because it's a weird game, but 
Yeah. Detroit's getting Kenny Galladay back. Stafford's supposed to play. DeAndre Swift is in concussion protocol, but he'll be good. Oh, yeah, man, me, are you in the hat? P.J. Walker's <laughs> playing? Yeah. P.J. Walker was uh, was where before uh, before the NFL? The XFL. He's in the XFL. <laughs> All right. There you go. No, I don't have a I don't have a PJ Walker hat. <laughs> yeah, give me the give me the give me the uh, give me the Panthers. PJ Walker went to Temple. Matt Rule went to Temple. Robbie Anderson went to Temple. There's a connection there. They, they have like nine Temple players. This isn't on their basketball. Team. You're talking basketball logistics. <laughs> Temple's a football school now, apparently. <laughs> All right, Stick, Temple. I'm done. This is true. You're good. All right, um, so that just about wraps up our week 11 episode, Sunday Night Football, Make the Case, Easy Money, and Monday Night Football. Um, Just a quick social shout. Um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all Caps on Sports. Uh, Website, CapsOnSports.com. Facebook, Caps on Sports. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Pretty much covers all the bases. Um, But, yeah, for Tyler Blumenstick, Sam Meehan, Nick Tobias, and Anthony Mano, we'll see you next week. Yes, you will.